Welcome to Red Maryland's Election Focus, a podcast focusing on the 2018 Maryland state and local elections, with interviews with candidates, leading political consultants, and political newsmakers. Here's your host, Greg Klein. Hello and welcome to Red Maryland's Election Focus. I'm your host, Greg Klein. Tonight we've got another good show on tap for you. After the break, we'll speak with Joe Sandy, who is running for the House of Delegates in District 42B. And then a little later on, uh, I'll give you some thoughts about the Annapolis and Frederick elections that we just had and looking forward as we again focus on the 2018 elections. All that and more tonight on Red Maryland's Election Focus. You can subscribe to all of our Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also listen to the Red Maryland Network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash redmaryland or visit the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. You are listening to Maryland's most respected conservative voice, Red Maryland. Welcome back. We're joined now by Joe Sandy, who is running for the Maryland House of Delegates from District 42B. Joe, thanks for joining us. Greg, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you've decided to uh, run for the House of Delegates next year. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm running essentially because, well, put it this way, I believe that, that public representation okay, is in desperate need of an influx of uh, everyday Joes, if you will, who aren't wrapped up in allegiance to, say, political parties, to, uh, to special interests, who haven't been ushered into politics and public representation by party insiders, and folks who ideally instead of subscribing to politics as usual are legitimately devoted to the people in our community and the well-being of our community i think for far too long politicians have you know had a reputation all too often of letting us down and uh i kind of want to get out there and, and set the example that uh you know you, you you don't necessarily need to be uh you know a uh, you know, a doctor or an attorney or a lawyer or a career politician to, to get into public representation. Um, I'm, I'm not a current or former politician. I'm not bought and sold. I'm not obliged to party insiders. Um, you know, and so I don't subscribe to politics as usual. I don't run local political clubs with access to high-profile uh, favorites. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a free agent in that way. Um, you know, and, and political parties... Uh, you know, officials uh, seeking re-election and, and big wheels often count on, you know, the voting body, the constituency, to believe that elected representatives have to be individuals of notable affluence in the community. Now, me, I'm a working-class Marylander making a fair living. You know, I have no stakes in any representative position other than a sincere desire to bring, you know, conscience and, and principle, and in my case, the preservation of liberty, to politics and public representation. Now, uh, my life has been very much about public service for, uh, well, I'm a healthcare professional. I've been working for over 11 years with uh, world-class physicians and practitioners uh, in, in mental health care. Um, I also uh, assist in providing hospice services to the regional community in need. Um, I'm involved in multiple community councils. On my end of town in Parkville, I'm involved with the Greater Parkville Community Council, the Police Community Relations Council, Precinct 8. Um, I, I, I do different, uh, you know, volunteer work with nonprofits and adoption service for abused animals with services out pretty much throughout the whole Baltimore County area, but operates out of uh, northwest Baltimore County. Um, I'm a designated storm spotter for the National Weather Service. Um, I'm a tremendous ally and proponent of peer support recovery services for the community that's struggled with substance abuse, trauma, and related circumstances. And, of course, we know about the uh, opioid epidemic that is, is just 
you know, awful and is, is terribly afflicting Maryland today. Um, so I come from, you know, kind of a, kind of a unique perspective of, of really wanting to hear the community out and, and really saying, Hey, you know, folks like us can step up. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily take, uh, you know, experience. It, it takes drive. It takes investment, investment in the community. Uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that all you really need is, is that desire to enact change. Um, you know, that reflects Liberty. Um, we don't need another wealthy party favorite getting their palms squeezed by big name donors, you know, upheld by a, a huge campaign team that makes them look polished and pristine, you know, being endorsed by current and, and former favorable politicians. That's all well and good. Uh, you know, I'll take any endorsement I can get. But what do we really need instead? We need people of honesty and humility. We need candidates who are genuinely willing to listen to people and learn for them. There can't be a lot of ego in this game. Right. You know, you have to compromise. You need to listen to, you know, all sides of the issues that affect our community. And you also need to stand your ground on behalf of the constituency. And I believe that I can do that. You know, I'm a straight shooter. Um, I don't have obligations, uh, you know, to, to special interests, to big name donors. I welcome their support, like I said, but I'm not obliged to them. I'm obliged to the community I intend to serve. Um, and I believe in giving credit where it's due. And, uh, you know, I, I believe in respecting liberty first and foremost. And um, one of my big platforms is, uh, you know, enacting term limits and the importance of that. And, uh, you know, our founding fathers knew better. And so, you know, it would be nice to do away with, with some of these decades-long career politicians. Um, you know, and I respect that philosophy tremendously. So that's why I'm here, and that's why I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. Well, tell us a little bit about, you You mentioned Baltimore County. Tell us exactly where District 42B is located. So District 42B, I reside in the southeast end of that. That's the Parkville Kearney area for pretty much my whole life. Um, it extends west out through uh, Hampton, Towson, into Timonium, Lutherville, uh, and on up 83. Uh, kind of that, that corridor straight up to the state line. So we're talking about uh, Hunt Valley, Sparks Glencoe on way up through Parkton and, and, like I said, right up to the Pennsylvania line. So it's a, it's a significant uh, chunk of Baltimore County, which is fantastic for me because I'm speaking to, and more importantly, listening to a huge constituency, which is great because this is an ever-ongoing learning process for me. I'm not one of these, you know, would-be, uh, you know, representatives who comes in and thinks that he knows it all. I don't. Um, I get so much from this just by being ever open to the opportunity to continue to learn. I'm not an expert on anything. I'll be the first person to tell you that. Um, but that's the perspective that I'm coming from. I want to learn. I want to hear people. It's why I maintain a tremendous social media presence. It's why that's a big part of my campaign. It's why it's really important for me to have two-way communication. It's why I'm planning to hit as many of the many, 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 many community councils throughout Baltimore County as I can over the next six or seven months uh, before the primary, because I really want to hear what are the concerns of my would-be constituency. Well, you announced your campaign a few weeks ago. Tell us, what are some of the things you're hearing from uh, folks as you go out and campaign? Section 8 expansion is huge this year. In fact, 
the uh, Baltimore County Campaign for Liberty did an excellent presentation last night. Uh, if you go through my social media, which I'll, I'll plug here in a little while, uh, you'll see a, a live stream video of a fantastic presentation by a gentleman who's running down in 42A, which is uh, probably the majority of uh, Towson, including uh, southern Towson. I kind of have the, the, the northern end in, in 42B. Um, and, and he's been, you know, looking into, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, the, the backdoor deals, uh, you know, that are going on that are allowing for, for Section 8 expansion. And the reason that I want to combat it um, is because I, I really want for folks to understand how detrimental this is to uh, community preservation. Um, property values drop. People have been working their whole lives, and I appreciate this because I have lived in this district my entire life. People have been working their whole lives. I mean, you know, their property is their livelihood. And, uh, you know, the, the, the forced Section 8 expansion where, where millions of tax dollars are being are funneled into this program, uh, you know, outside of, uh, you know, legislative representatives, you know, there are a lot of backdoor deals being done uh, behind closed doors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a mess. Uh, you know, with Section 8 expansion comes, uh, you know, a, a diminishing of, of property values, an increase in crime, uh, a, a decrease in the quality of living. Uh, for like I said, people in in communities who've uh, you know have made their livelihoods here, you know it's it's really a terrible thing. And uh, you know I'm not calling for an end to Section Eight uh, vouchers. I, I'm calling for an end to uh, the expansion of it uh, throughout Baltimore County. And I think that's going to be a huge issue on the table. And it's a very concerning issue for liberty-minded uh, individuals like myself, uh, you know, across the board. People are worried. You know, this is their livelihoods. This is the this is what they've worked for. Um, and, and so that's going to be a huge issue. Um, are there some other issues that you're hearing about? That obviously is a big one. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, another platform issue that I'm really going to advocate for, and I love this one, is why are we going along with reenacting the many times failed, both in Maryland and throughout the nation, red light and speed light? camera program there's literally no proof that it has any impact on public safety but there's overwhelming proof that people are being falsely ticketed falsely cited on the roads uh that it serves absolutely no uh definitive purpose other than to funnel money okay into the government out of our pockets, our hard-earned money, uh, these devices uh, that, uh, you know, are, are citing citizens uh, many times in error. Um, they're, they're so error-prone, it's unreal. You know, look it up. Uh, the, the devices aren't even owned by the government. They're owned by, by third-party vendors, right, who are making a huge profit off of us, right? So it's just, it's crazy, and I can't see any reason for it, because, you know, if there was, if there was, show me some proof, uh, you know, show, show, the, show the citizens of Baltimore County, show the citizens of Maryland that there's proof that this actually, uh, you know, leads to uh, safety on our roads. If you can't do that, then as far as I'm concerned, it's absolutely uncalled for. It has failed many times in Maryland. It has failed in California. It has failed all throughout the United States. And yet we've decided to bring it back recently, within the last year. I don't understand why. So many people that I get out there and talk to say, it's absurd. Get in there, Joe. Do something about it. 
will absolutely support legislation that calls for an end to uh, unmanned, uh, warrantless surveillance technology here in the state of Maryland uh, if elected. Well, let me ask you a little bit uh, about this district. District 42B, as I understand it, uh, two Republican incumbents that represented the district in the House of Delegates, one announced running for um, uh, the state Senate seat in that area. Chris West, yeah. Chris West, Delegate Allman, I think, is retiring. So there are two open delegate seats. I'm curious your your thoughts of the lay of the land and the ability for Republicans to keep those seats and how you see this race kind of playing out. I think that we are a strong, liberty-minded district, which is why I am so proud to call this my home. We're a strong Republican voting district as well. I think that Republicans stand a strong chance uh, of retaining uh, both seats, uh, you know, in the House of Delegates within this district. As it stands right now, there are five uh, Republicans who have uh, officiated their candidacies, myself included, uh, and there is a, uh, a sixth candidate, uh, a Democrat. Um, I don't see anybody else stepping up to the plate, but to be honest with you, I'm just so proud that we have uh, liberty-minded representation uh, for the next uh, round of the General Assembly in uh, 2018, and I hope to keep that trend going forward, and I think that I'm the guy for the job. Well, do you have any events coming up that you want to let folks know about? So I officiated my candidacy, as you said, very recently within the past two or three weeks. I think it was mid-October. I am going to be having certainly uh, a kickoff event uh, and probably uh, subsequent uh, fundraisers following that because I love to throw a party, let me tell you. Um, I'm not going to announce right now, but what you can do is if you follow me on social media, which I really want to encourage all the listeners to do. Yeah, please tell us all about it. I really want to hear from you. the best way to do that is probably through electjoesandy.com and definitely through Facebook. I will get back to all of your messages. I'm here for you. I'm available to you. I always have been. I will continue to do so uh, through June and hopefully on through November next year. Facebook.com slash electjoesandy. Um, and, and again, I want to hear from everybody. I want to hear what the concerns are. Tony, if you have to keep it to Baltimore County, I want to hear from Marylanders all around because that's really what it's all about is working for everyone. Um, Marylanders deserve the best. We deserve to enact the best changes. We're all a part of this, and I'd like to be someone who could spearhead that for us. Well, I would definitely encourage people to check you out and, and follow you on social media. We'll put a link at redmaryland.com. Joe, thanks for joining us. Greg, it was a pleasure. Anytime. You can subscribe to all of our Red Maryland Network programming on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and the TuneIn Radio app. You can also listen to the Red Maryland Network by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash redmaryland or visit the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. You are listening to Maryland's most respected conservative voice, Red Maryland. Welcome back. I want to thank Joe Sandy for coming on and speaking with us. There's a link at redmaryland.com for all of his contact information, and uh, definitely encourage you to find out more about Mr. Sandy. I want to take a few minutes uh, here at in this part of the show and, and to wind up this week's show talking about we had an election this week in Maryland, in uh, the city of Annapolis, in the city of Frederick, some other municipal elections around the state. Republicans did not do very well. All of you, I'm sure, have heard that. If you listen to this week's Red Maryland Radio, we broke it down and talked about 
uh, what happened and what it means. I want to bring it up here because I don't want to rehash what we talked about then. If you want some analysis, uh, that was a great show. Brian and I, Brian Griffiths and I talked about that. But I wanted to hit on a couple things that are relevant to what we do here at Red Maryland's Election Focus and for our audience here and, and uh, look back and look forward. First off, uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know we had some great candidates and some folks who were very involved with those elections. We spoke with uh, James Appel, Jerry Wozwick, others uh, the, who were running in these elections. Um, James was not successful. Uh, if you listen to his interview, he predicted there'd be about 1,000 votes in his race, and uh, he was almost spot on on Election Day. And unfortunately, he only got about 400 or so of those votes, so he, he, he was not a winner. Um, I, I think a couple things I want to say. First off, to all of the candidates who ran, it is, it is hard to be a candidate, whether it's a local race, whether it's a congressional race, whether it's a statewide race. It is tough to be a candidate, to put yourself out there, um, to suffer the slings and arrows, to take the time away from your family and your job and the million other things that I'm sure uh, people would rather do than, than running for office. There's a lot of parts of running for office uh, that a lot of people enjoy doing as candidates, meeting people, talking about issues, uh, listening to concerns in the community. And there are a lot of stuff that's very difficult. There, there's hours involved. There's a lot of negative feedback that you get when you're a candidate, when you put yourself out there. Obviously, asking for money is always tough, and, and particularly for some candidates more than others, but it's a critical part of it. Um, it's uh, and, and when candidates lose, uh, it's tough. It takes it takes a toll. It feel you, you feel like perhaps you've wasted your time. Perhaps you've let people down. Um, that's certainly not the case. It takes a lot of effort and we need great candidates. We had a lot of great candidates in all of those races. Uh, we had a great mayor in Frederick and Randy McClement. We had a great mayor in Annapolis in Mike Panelides. Uh, who were running for re-election and, and were not successful. Uh, we had some other great candidates uh, that were running for uh, city uh, offices as well. And um, I, I would encourage all of you, if you were a candidate in those races, thank you. Thank you for putting yourself out there. Um, if, if you weren't, but you know some of these people, reach out to them and thank them as well. We, we cannot move forward uh, as a party, as an ideological movement, however you see yourselves or, or what we're doing uh, as a whole, we can't do it without people willing to uh, put themselves out there and, and to do the hard work, and it is hard work, running for office. So I wanted to thank them. And I also want to thank Jerry Wozwick, who came on, uh, who was uh, the state party and had hired him to focus on these elections. Obviously, the results would not what he would have hoped for, but I know he worked very, very hard uh, to try to help these candidates, and I'm sure it was very frustrating for him. So I appreciate his efforts as well, and hopefully you'll thank him when you see him. Now, looking forward, uh, one of the reasons we do this show, of course, is to give candidates a forum uh, for you all, the Red Maryland audience, to to get to meet some of these candidates. Uh, you got to meet Joe Sandy tonight. I think he's a very intriguing candidate. Um, and there are a lot of different types of candidates that you'll hear, not only from different parts of the state, not only running for different offices, but a wide variety of backgrounds. And if you go back and listen to the shows that we've done previously, you see that uh, very clearly. People who are working class folks, people who are professionals, uh, people who are men, women, uh, who represent all the facets of, of the Republican Party. 
Uh, we've had interviews with the folks who have run before, folks who are incumbents, folks who are running for the first time. This is this is really an important opportunity. Uh, we hope for them to have a chance to get their message out there in a, in a forum that's really designed to be kind of an introductory interview. Uh, that that you all listening who may not have heard of any of those folks and, and and I have to tell you one of the reasons we do this show and there are a number of reasons why we do it one of the reasons is because we constantly get feedback from our listeners from our readers who tell us I don't know who the candidates are I haven't heard um, who who's running in these elections and in 2018 there are going to be scores of races up and down the ballot throughout uh, the state at every level, and, and, and many of them will be competitive primaries, and they're going to be scores and scores and scores of candidates vying for your attention. And it's difficult even for the most involved, most engaged voter to know all the people who are running, even on the, the ballot they'll end up voting on. So we at Red Maryland want to make sure we give an opportunity. We also want to encourage folks to get involved in campaigns. And I, and this is another lesson that we kind of harp on it here at Red Maryland, but it's really, really important. When you hear these candidates, look, there are some candidates you're going to like more than others. Maybe you want someone who's more conservative, less conservative, someone who's more worried about this particular issue um, or, or, or less concerned about that. Uh, maybe you want to support someone who is of a certain background. Um, someone who is more of an average Joe, as Joe Sandy was talking about. Maybe you want to support someone who's more experienced and more educated. Whatever it is, the fact is there are candidates out there that are going to be really close to whatever your ideal is just because there are so many candidates. And they need your help. They all need your help. Uh, one person really can make a difference in these local elections. One of the things that we saw... In Annapolis and in Frederick, and Annapolis is a good example, two of the aldermen races are going to come down to less than 100 votes, maybe less than uh, 20 votes. Uh, so you can see the impact that even one dedicated volunteer, one supporter, uh, one person going out and knocking on doors, handing out literature, making phone calls for a candidate can really make in these local races. We'll see this again in 2018, and the reality is, the Democrats seem to be much more motivated this time. They understand that that uh, getting organized and getting out and is an important part of what they need to do to win, uh, and they seem motivated to do that. We need to match that intensity. And the fact is, if one candidate isn't your favorite, maybe you don't like the guy at the top of the ticket or you don't like the guy uh, who's running for a particular office in your county, uh, go seek out uh, candidates that you want to support and get involved early, even if they don't live in your district. Maybe you live in a, a, a very uh, liberal legislative district or you live in a very conservative legislative district where there isn't a competitive primary. The guys there are going to be reelected without any difficulty. Go find. There are going to be lots of competitive races. There are going to be people who are trying to make something happen. If you think our party should be more conservative, more libertarian, more moderate, there are candidates out there who are going to be vying in competitive primaries to make those things happen. Put your money where your mouth is. Put your time and your talents where your mouth is. And go out there and support them. They need your help. They deserve your help. And encourage your friends to listen to Red Maryland's election focus. And for candidates 
definitely make an effort to come on our show, tell us who you are, why you're running, what the issues are about in your campaign, so that people can get to know you and and connect with you. That's what we want to do, and we want to be a clearinghouse uh, for that here on Red Marin's Election Focus. It's an outreach we do to our candidates because we have so many great candidates who are running so hard. And, and again, putting the effort in, the least we can do is give them a friendly forum to let people get to know them a little bit and introduce them. That's what our interviews on this forum are designed to be. Um, it's, it's a you know, 10, 15-minute introductory interview to let these candidates tell you, our listeners, who they are and what they're about and why they're running, and hopefully get your attention enough to follow up and, and get involved with their campaigns. Because, again, they certainly can use it. And for our audience, we hope this is an opportunity for you to say, okay, now I know something about a candidate like Joe Sandy. I've listened to an interview with him. I got to get a sense of who he was. Now I can go out and find more about him. And uh, hopefully we can we can put an end to the the constant questions. Who are these guys? Who's running in this race? And uh, do that for you as well. And again, it's very helpful to us if you encourage others to listen to Red Maryland's Election Focus. Uh, share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter, whatever your social media. Let your friends know about it. And uh, we encourage you to do that. And again, if you are a candidate or know someone who is a candidate, please get them to come on our show. Red Maryland's Election Focus. Redmaryland at gmail.com is the best way to reach us for that. You can also reach us at Facebook, facebook.com slash redmaryland. And at, at Red Maryland on Twitter, we're on all the social media. Just search Red Maryland. You can get a hold of us. Uh, and we'd love your feedback as well to uh, someone you think we ought to be talking about. Uh, we do make a concerted effort. I do want to let you know every time someone files to run for office as a Republican in Maryland, we do let them know that we're here and invite them to come on uh, wherever they fall in the in the spectrum of the Republican Party. We encourage them to, to have them on and and we welcome them here. And I hope that you'll, as I get to interview many, many interesting candidates and get to know many of these people, uh, hopefully you'll get to know them as well by listening. And we appreciate your support. Now, the Red Maryland Network has a lot of other great programming. I'd also encourage you to check out Sunday nights. There's a show called The Air Raid with Brian Griffiths, where he strafes you with news and opinion. Tuesday night, I host a show called The Conservative Refuge. Uh, Thursday night is our flagship show of the network, Red Maryland Radio. And every Friday, we try to get you an all-new Red Maryland's election focus. All through the week, we have the nationally uh, syndicated radio host, Rob Carson. Excuse me, Rob. Rob Carson, who shares us uh, with his discussion of national politics and what's going on there, so you don't miss out on that. All of that programming is available to you absolutely at no charge. On our Red Maryland Network, you can subscribe by going to iTunes. Just search The Red Maryland Network. We're also available through Spreaker, the TuneIn Radio app, the Google Play Store. Wherever you get apps, you can find Red Maryland Network and just search that. Again, it's all absolutely free. You can also go to redmaryland.com slash subscribe and get more information there as well. Folks, We've got a lot of work to do between now and 2018. We've got a lot of great candidates who would love to have your support. Keep listening and encourage your friends to keep listening to Red Maryland's Election Focus to get to know these candidates and go out and support the ones that you feel passionate about because I guarantee you there will be one that you feel very passionate about. With that said, folks, as I always say when I sign off, hang in there. We will get there. We'll talk to you next time.